What's up? How you doing? This is Nikkei. Hope you're doing wonderful and that your family's blessed and you're encouraged and you're at peace and you have abundance in your life. I, I wish you these things because some of us, you know, sometimes take for granted some of the blessings that we have uh, in the world. And so today's marketing message, I hope it, it might piss you off a little bit, but I hope it gives you something to consider. And so I, I was uh, I was sitting here, um, you know, recently, one of my buddies uh, who has been incarcerated for, and I may have mentioned his name is Theo, he's been incarcerated for about 30 years, because, you know, while he, you know, he was out in the world, uh, you know, selling, marketing his wares, you know, somebody died. Um, it was back in, in, in the early 90s, uh, late 80s, early 90s, and that's when he got into the, into the business, and he was basically a street peddler. Um, you know, he did something really, uh, as I like to say, um, he went to prison. The other person went to the morgue and there's more on the story I'll tell down the road. But in that cycle of watching him, you know, sell his wares, I discovered uh, an unorthodox business mentor who was a little different. His name was Danny. And when my mom and dad separated, my mom moved into, you know, the, the hood uh, literally, it was the first time I've ever been in the hood because although I grew up in, in rural South Carolina, you know, we didn't have a lot, but we didn't know what gangland violence was until my mom and my dad separated and we moved into the hood. So one of my, uh, my, my unorthodox marketing mentors was, as I said, was Danny. And, and Danny had an interesting, because Danny never really made it out of high school. I think he had probably an eighth grade education. Something happened. And uh, he ended up going into street pharmacy. And, um, you know, he, he, he uh, it would always boggle me about, about Danny is how he knew where his customers were. He knew what they wanted and he knew how to get it to him because his customers had a need, had a desire. And I don't know where those customers, these, these customers, and we joke about them, we call them crackheads. Yeah, I know there's a lot of jokes. And if you've seen Dave Chappelle, he, he has this kid about a crackhead. And it, it's not derogatory in the sense and we're not going into the mental health issue but we're, we're just we're just establishing the crackheads are some of the most resourceful people and Danny understood this and he knew where these people were he knew where they congregated he knew where they hung out with he knew when they got their paycheck be it unemployment or mama's check or they sold some china or they sold whatever whatever it was it was they got their stuff and it's fascinating because I, I, I watched Danny not because, and I never went into that kind of world because that wasn't attractive, but I've always been fascinated by business, illegal or otherwise, because if a good marketer, be it a drug dealer or a marketer of massage, knows where they're, or, or healthcare, or acupuncture, or dentistry, or whatever, or car dealership, if you know where your customers are hanging out and you know what they need, you understand it. And one of the phrases that, that I discovered quite recently is don't let a crackhead out hustle you. Because if you know anything about crackheads, and I don't know if you understand the, the, the understanding of crackheads, they're some of the most resourceful people. And that's how Danny understood how they operated. Is that they might not say in their bed, you know, I'm not feeling so well, so today I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go and do what I got to do to make some money to, to get some drugs. You know, it's never that, well, you know, I don't feel tired. Every day that a crackhead, that the crackheads that I watched when I was a little boy and watching them, and they were they were some colorful individuals. That doesn't mean they're bad. That is, I'm not saying they're bad or good. I'm just saying that they are some of the most colorful because they had to get something done. They had to make things happen. And 
oftentimes, especially when it comes to marketing, we like to bitch and moan about, you know, my customers don't give me this. They don't provide me this. They don't give me tips. You know, they're always asking for discounts. And if you sit back and watch the crackhead, it is procrastination that we have in our life. I mean, really, it's really funny because it's really just procrastination. And procrastination, from what I understand, is never really a good thing. If you procrastinate, and psychologists have already proven it, it generally is not a psychological thing. It's not a you know physical thing. It's because we're going to delay the pain. We're not going to do it. Like, you know, we have to do our homework, or we need to do a marketing campaign, or we really need to do some marketing research. It's better to just throw some crap on Facebook and hope and say, well, Facebook don't work. Or I threw some junk in Google and it don't work. You know, I put some stuff in some direct marketing in, in the mail and it don't work. I went to the, you know, and gave away some free massages. It don't work. That's That just sucks. I'm just giving away my money. Well, that's procrastination. And the weird way is that if you were able to do the market research and really dig down and find out what does your customer want? What do they look for? And conversely, what is the customer you're looking for? Customers are easy to find. All you have to do is look where they hang out. If you're looking, I mean, case in point, I mean, I have clients literally in my database to be, it's creepy because my wife gets all frustrated. I said, then why do you even deal with them? You know, it's like, you know who will pay you $300 an hour or two hours or three hours or whatever. Whatever, whatever's your charge for your per hour charge or maybe it's per session. I mean, I know massage therapists who don't have a per hour charge. It's $300 per session if it takes them an hour or it takes them an hour and a half. That's how much they charge. It's $300. I know other massage therapists who charge $1,000 per session. And it doesn't matter if it's an hour or it's three hours long. It's still $1,000 per hour, period. End of story. So they don't get into the hourly charge. Now, if that's what you're looking for, and you're procrastinating, and you're being out-hustled by the crackhead who know what they want, they know where to get it, and they can get it done, then get up and do your thing, baby. Don't step around and look and try to, you know, oh, I'm going to get around to it, or my baby mama, whatever that, whatever is your excuse that we pop up with, that we put in our brains, we're like, hey, I want to do this because, brothers and sisters, we got to get real. We got to get off our duff. We got to get out there, do the research to really find who's that person you're looking for. And when you get down to it, ask where they are. And I'll give you some hints. Facebook is so amazing. You can literally join all kinds of groups. You know, maybe you're looking for moms. Maybe you're looking for mom executives. Now, if you're a business owner and you're trying to target mom executives... Even if you are a small business owner and you operate in your basement, you are an executive. Now, oftentimes we get all bent out of shape and say, well, the, you know, executive to me is a person who wears a, a, a suit, who went to an Ivy League school, who's making six figures or better, who has a whole army of, you know, minions who, who <laughs> always call him and, and you got to answer to, or it's the massage therapist who's working in their spare bedroom or in their basement or their loft or a second office or whatever, if that's who you're looking for, then go look where they hang out. Listen to the questions that they're asking. Listen to the pain that they have. Because I have to constantly remind myself 
and we learn it and I learned it from Russell Brunson and I've learned it from you know a number of other trainers from Danny Johnson I learned it from my mom and I continue to learn it from other new and upcoming and those who came long 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 before us is that you have to find out where your customer is hanging out once you do that You'll make an amazing, and I I don't like to go political, but if you know a person behaves a certain way, and they have a particular leaning, then you're pretty much sure that whatever advertising you camp that you campaign towards what they want, that they'll listen to it, and they'll buy because they're already thinking about it. Here's the thing: you don't have to convert a customer. You don't have to go and try to create a customer out of thin air. They're already out there. They're always looking. They're always they they start talking a particular language. If they're talking about the stuff that you want to be concentrating on or your your problem helps them to move towards pleasure and away from pain, like one of the mistakes that we often have is that we think that massage therapy is either healthy, healthy or relaxation, relaxation. But that's not maybe why people want to do it. If you were to say something like, hey, this to help you relax, that might not be so attractive to a mom who has four kids. But if you say, this is your holy space so that you can recharge your batteries to get back into the fight of being a mama, that has a whole different connotation than I just want to have a blissful moment, okay? Conversely, if someone is exercising, you might think, well, it's healthy, healthy, healthy. Well, maybe they just want to improve their relationship by shedding some pounds so that their intimate partner might like them a little more. And again, don't get into what's, you know, you, them, and others. It's about what's important to the customer. Not what's important to you so much. And I know that sounds a little selfish, but if you want to become, uh, I mean, unusually successful and blessed, it's to simply find what the people want and give it to them. Sell it to them. Hang out where they are. Go into the room. Go to business events. Don't go to business events where the people you know don't ever want to talk to. And networking, that's it. and that's the problem sometimes in networking. Be careful where you network. Be careful where you network. Okay? Because if you're spending all your time in networking groups or you're in BNI or you're in your chamber group and that's not where the people you want to target hang out, Get the F away from them. That don't mean they're bad people. If your target group is a church group and it's not business people, then go where church people hang out. If your group is political, Democrat, Republic, Independent, Libertarians, whatever is your group, Greenpeace or whatever, go where they are and give them the solution they're already looking for. All you have to do is tickle them a little bit and get them to pay attention to you. And if your solution, and, and here's the odd part about it, price is irrelevant. We think that price is the, is the master. No, it is not. It is not. You know how I know? It's because Lamborghini is still in business. Ferrari is still in business. Ford is still in business. The big difference is Lamborghini don't market their vehicles to people who want a simple Mustang. And I'm not talking about the high-end Mustangs. I'm talking about the low-end, straight-off, stock Mustangs. 
that's not the Lamborghini crowd. But Lamborghini, it, that's probably why you don't see Lamborghinis advertisements in Sports Illustrated. Think about it. Do you ever see a Lamborghini advertisement in Sports Illustrated? No, because Sports Illustrated targets a specific group. If you're looking at Rolex, Rolex, they know that their their product is going to be between $5,000 to a half a million dollars of their product. They know where those people hang out and they specifically target that. So the next time somebody comes to your office or somebody tells you an advertisement, I'm going to leave you with this one. What does your ideal customer look like? Where do they hang out? Go get a, a list of 100 different characteristics that your ideal person looks like and give them a name. Give them a name, give them the characteristics. Are they white, black, gay, straight? Are they Muslim? Are they Baptist? Are they Republican? Are they Democrat? Do they put this particular hair product? Where do they go to college? Where do they hang out with? What's the color of their houses? What kind of cars do they drive? What schools do their, their, their kids go through, go to? Are they in a PTA? Are they in NRA? You go down and listen, you start, and before you know it, you will identify the exact person you're looking for. My unorthodox, unorthodox mentor in marketing, Danny, was beautiful at understanding who his customers were. He would go there, he would go where they congregate. He didn't go where they didn't congregate. He hung up where they congregate. And here's the couple, the, 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 the other part is, once you understand where they congregate, all you have to do is look for lookalikes. Lookalikes mean that they look like this particular group, they act like this particular group, and you find in another part, of another part of town, that those kind of people hang out here. So if you're in East Charlotte, where I was, you go to West Charlotte, you go to North Charlotte, you go to South Charlotte, you kind of know where these kind of people hang out with, and that's where you find your new customers. You don't go into the wealthy neighborhoods if your product is to, is to get to the people who are just, you know, quick bag, get in a hurry, if that's what you want, okay? So remember, stay strong, stay positive, stay focused. You can learn so much from marketers, no matter if they're selling illegal or legal wares, if you look at the blessing of what is being taught to you. Don't get all bent out of shape about what's right and wrong, what's moral and everything. Next time I'll tell you something I learned from a prostitute that, whoo, you'd be surprised. It's a billion dollar industry today and it's not about prostitution. If you need more information, any more insights, any more tricks to the trade and some quick, quick tools that you can use to implement ooh, so fast, give us a ring over at NikkeiRoach.com. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.